1: today we've got a story of an entitled parent who thinks their kids money is theirs we'll get into that in a bit but first another entitled parent on a plane story so me and my boyfriend booked menorca it was our first holiday together and we paid extra to sit next to each other we got on the plane and for a while no one sat next to us however towards the end a family got on two kids and two adults we heard them say their seats, and I heard the mother say her seat was next to me, only she didn't sit next to me. Her, the other adult, and one of the children sat together and put a child, who was no more than age 5, next to me, even though the other seats were two rows back? Like, surely you would sit both kids with one adult and the spare adult sit next to me? Anyway, the kid sat next to us, and I didn't speak to her, so it didn't seem creepy. And a few minutes later, the mother approached us and asked, would me or my boyfriend move so she could sit next to her kid? I said no, because we pay to sit together, so if we moved, we wasted our money, and she just continued to look at me and say, but my kid can't sit alone. I told her, you sit there, and put the kid with the other adult, and she acted like I just slapped her across the face, shouting at me, so you want me to sit with none of my kids? She even said, why do I need to sit next to my boyfriend, it's not like we're attached at the hip. Anyway, after arguing back and forth, some old man stood up and said there was a spare seat next to him they could sit there and then looked at me and my boyfriend and said young people these days have no respect for anybody like we literally paid over a hundred british pounds to sit there and this woman was being ridiculous why didn't she book seats together can someone please confirm i was not in the wrong i and i think a lot of other people out there can easily confirm that op was not in the wrong here you paid for those seats and you have every right to them unless they kick you off she needs to stop complaining when she didn't book her seats together Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is My Sister and I Deprive Two Pumpkin Smashers of Good Candy and Food. Back in 1995, we had a tradition to let our dad carve the first pumpkin for Halloween as part of his birthday. We would take pictures and enjoy a celebration. My dad's birthday is October 29th, and we ended on the 31st. My mom, myself, and sister spend three days celebrating him. When his pumpkin was smashed by two evil little monsters, entitled Kid 1 and 2, my sister and I did not take it lightly. We knew who these kids are because there were witnesses to the crime. So my sister and I hatched a plan, and we decided to make a new pumpkin that we put in the window and we decorated the house with ghosts and haunted house sounds from my stereo We went to a dollar store and bought the cheapest candy for the boys. We weren't going to give them the good stuff that we gave our friends and neighbors. On Halloween, we dressed up, did our trick-or-treating with our friends, came home to our dad's traditional food, an amazing meatball dish that's a family secret. We're wolfing these down as we see the two boys come up you have to admit these little craps were brave. Entitled Kid 1 rings the bell. I come to the door holding the bowl of meatballs in one hand and toss the cheap candy at them before they could say trick or treat. I smile as I take a bite of the meatball. Entitled Kid 2 says, that's it? I say, yeah, we had to get our dad a new birthday pumpkin. Sis says, do you expect us to be made of cash? Entitled Kid 1 said, that's not fair. Everyone else got, and I say, so? Why do you deserve the same? Entitled Kid 2 went silent, Entitled Kid 1 said, We'll tell. We start to laugh and slam the door in their face. Around 10pm, our mother came to our rooms and said we did something to two boys. We both come down to see this lady. She told my mother we denied her boys candy. My mom just rolled her eyes as we explained what we saw. The lady was a total Entitled Mother, just decided to say that we should have shared our food and candy instead of slamming the door in their face. She demanded we apologize, and this was when my sister, who was glaring at the woman like she was a piece of trash, said, No, we won't apologize until they apologize to our dad. They smashed his pumpkin and ruined his birthday. We don't care what punishment we get. Make them apologize. Then Entitled Mother just stared at her two boys who were behind her and asked if it was true. Entitled Kid 1 admitted that yes, they smashed the pumpkins, it was no big deal to them. A pumpkin is not a birthday gift. My sister and I still did not apologize, and we told our mom that until Entitled Kid 1 and 2 apologize to our dad, we won't say a word. Our mom just told Entitled Mother, I can't make them apologize to your boys. What they did was wrong and we will press charges if we see your son near our house again. Yes, I remember this because it was the most important moment for us growing as we treasure our dad. I still do. My mom may be a nightmare to deal with, but my dad is important. My mom did say she was proud of us for not backing down and planning this out without her. She did say we should have included her in this as she could have made the boys apologize. We never got an apology and honestly we didn't expect one, though I do hope the boys choked on those Chiclets candy because they deserved bad karma. I mean if you were in the parent situation here would you not feel kind of proud of your kids for trying to get this non-hostile revenge against these kids who damaged your property i mean why shouldn't they be proud our next story is do not mess with an angry mama bear a couple of weeks ago my son four was sick had a bad stomach flu that he couldn't shake since he didn't get better after five days and he barely responded to questions i called the doctor's office They were worried, so they wanted to see him. Off to the doctor's office. We have a lovely doctor who told me that my son needed oral rehydration salts, ORS, and that when uncomfortable, he could have a suppository or other painkiller for children. Since I didn't have anyone at that moment who could take care of my son, I brought him with me to the nearest pharmacy for those two things. I put my son in a cart of the supermarket that was in the same little mall-type building on a pillow, so he was more comfortable, and off we went. ORS was easily found. Not many people need it, especially in winter. Children's suppository were harder to find. Thankfully, I found the last pack at the back of the shelves. My son wanted to hold the medicines. Sure, little man, here it is. Don't do anything with it. Since I was eager to get him home, I hurried to the checkout. As I was standing in line, I was looking at some other things for sick kids that they have behind the counter, thinking if I could use something. I looked back at my son to see how he was feeling as he made a sound. I turned to see a hand grabbing my son's hand with the pack with suppositories. I look at the fool who had the nerve to do such a thing. Enter entitled mother. My son starts crying and screaming. Before I could react, she wrenches that pack from my son. She starts screaming that she has a sick child at home and that she needs it more than my son. I tell her that my son is sick as well and that we had it first. Then this poor excuse of a living being had the audacity to accuse that I was lying. My son had lost several pounds in less than a week because he was so sick and he looked bad. He even felt lighter than my daughter who's two years younger than her big brother. I was sick with worry. My son needed to get the ORS in his system. He needed to shake the stained stomach flu or otherwise a little stay in the hospital during Christmas became a not so fun but real option. Our doctor was very adamant that he needed to get the ORS and fluids to prevent this. My son was crying whilst climbing out of the cart. While I picked him up and held him, that's better help, H-E-L-P storytime storytimepod i raised my voice and told this piece of crap that i didn't give a dang if she thought i was lying i remained calm but let her have it i had lost every ounce of patience that i normally have the increasing worry of the past few days the lack of sleep as he needed his mama so much even at night was wearing me down i saw red and can't remember everything People who were in the pharmacy and at the cash registers of the supermarket heard me. I asked her what piece of trash takes something out of the hands of a child. A sick child, no less, and that my son being sick was not even a point of discussion. That was visible. She tried backing away. I followed her. Every time she opened her mouth, I talked over her. Eventually, the manager came and told her to return what she had taken. The entitled mother didn't give them to me right away, but when she did, she threw the suppositories on the floor and then left. I was shaking while I paid for what I had. The manager of the pharmacy and supermarket sat me down, gave us some water. They talked to me, calmed me down. When I'd calmed down enough, I went home where I continued taking care of my son later that day my father-in-law came it turns out that he'd heard the entire thing but he didn't realize that it was me he heard from a friend and connected the dots he had a great laugh thankfully he recovered without the need of a hospital stay if there was ever a time to understandably go full mama bear that was the moment i just hope it didn't upset opie's kid too much but it's great to hear in the end that the kid was able to recover fully Our next story is, Entitled Dad doesn't feel the need to clean up his destructive kid's mess. So I have a nearly 4-year-old daughter, Frida, and our next-door neighbors have a son, Fred, the same age. Their birthdays are a week apart. The kids are best friends and love playing together, though we try to limit it a bit because they have a dynamic that gets them really rowdy and riled up. Fred is a handful, and I think his mom does her best, but Fred's dad? So whiny and entitled it's infuriating. So the other day, all the neighbors with kids got together to do a little winter bonfire in the backyard. You know, roast marshmallows and make bread on a stick in the fire. So I got sent out to get a hold of some good sticks we could use and I took Frida and Fred with me. We live in townhouses where there's a long row of garden plots you can rent. One of the spaces is unused and full of branches and the things people cut out of their gardens. So we head over there to grab some sticks. The kids bring a couple of toy shovels and they're playing with them. As I'm trying to cut the branches, the kids go into the next garden plot. I know the older lady who has it and she's always welcoming to the kids playing on her plot and is always offering them strawberries or peas from the garden. So I figured it was okay for them to play in there for a couple minutes. Well, I hear stones hitting the ground and manic laughter, so I look over and see Fred is kicking over all the bricks this lady has made a raised planter out of. Then my squealing Frida is grabbing the bricks and throwing them. I put a stop to that real fast and told him we have to rebuild the planter and that it's not okay to ruin other people's things. Fred got bored with that and found a place he could dig a hole. I told him he needed to help, but I couldn't make him. Frida helped me fix the planter and went to play with Fred when we finished. I went back into the patch of branches, cut what I needed and came back out after three minutes. I'd heard they were digging in some dirt and that was fine, but as I'm coming out I hear that impish, oh we know we're being naughty, giggling again. I found they had dug up all the gravel out of another neighbor's garden and were flinging it all over the parking lot. This time I was ticked. Had I not just told them not to ruin other people's gardens? Now we need to clean up this mess. Not okay, guys. I told Frida to run home and get the big broom and told Fred to start shoveling gravel back in place. Frida took off to fetch it. Fred sat down and resolutely informed me that I'm not his dad and he doesn't have to listen to me. I told him that when he's with me, he most certainly does, just like Frida has to listen to his parents when she's with them. Fred cries, so I call his dad and say I need reinforcements as we have a situation over here. Frida comes with the broom and I get her to start shoveling. I'm sweeping and I can see it's hard for her to understand why she has to help, while Fred gets to sit and play with his shovel. I explain it's because Fred doesn't want to help clean up the mess they'd made, but that Fred's daddy was coming to make him do the right thing too. Fred's dad shows up and I explain what happened and that we need to get this cleaned up and fix up this planter they destroyed. But instead, he goes to Fred all like, Aw, buddy, are you tired? You're acting like this because you've had a long day, eh, pal? Do you want to go home and have a juice and watch some Paw Patrol? I'm like, after we get this mess cleaned up, right? I told the kids we need to fix this before we go back. He responds, Nah, it's just kids being kids. Let the garden owners fix it. They won't know who did it anyway. Besides, I'm freezing out here. Aren't you cold, Fred? Let's go. Frida says she's cold too and wants to go with Fred. I told her that I was also cold, but we can't just leave someone's garden in ruins or leave gravel all over. So we swept and shoveled everything back in place for 20 minutes. Frida asked about why Fred didn't have to help and got to watch TV about 15 times. I could see the cogs in her little head turning trying to reason out why she was being punished while Fred got rewarded. And I just didn't know what to say to her other than in our family we take responsibility and clean up our own messes. I had to bite my tongue and not add that Fred's dad is an entitled crap and that the apple doesn't fall far from the entitlement tree. I just hope for OP's sake that the lessons you're trying to teach your child actually get instilled in them and that they don't hyper focus on how Fred got rewarded for that kind of behavior. Obviously, if you take a step back and you think about how are these kids going to grow up, how well adjusted are they going to be? You feel a little bit more confident that the one that was actually given some good advice and some sense of respect for other people's things would have a better chance. Our next story is, my mother-in-law put my potty-trained son in a diaper. Update. Hey guys, thank you for your comments and reassurance. It's good to know I'm not crazy. I didn't think I'd write an update, at least not this soon. But I found out something this week that cemented things.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at Things
1: For me, since the diaper incident happened, I'd been wondering where my mother-in-law had gotten the diaper from. When I asked her about it, she told me it was a leftover from when my son was younger. As much as I didn't think that was true, it did make some sense, and she swore by it. When I asked my son back in December, he just told me she had the diaper. After my original posts, some people reached out to me with theories about that. I talked to my husband about them, and on Friday, we decided to confront his mother again. We did it over the phone, after our son went to bed this time she decided she wanted to come clean her exact words she admitted the diaper wasn't a leftover but rather a new one she bought right after my son's accident to clarify rather than obey my instructions and change my son into his spare clothes my mother-in-law left him alone in her bathtub while she went to the pharmacy near her house and bought diapers She left my 3-year-old alone in her house for 10 whole minutes because she wanted to prove a point. She claimed what she did was fine because the bathtub was empty and she'd locked the bathroom door. She also said my son was crying when she got home and she comforted him by saying it would make me and my husband happy to see him in a diaper. And then she had the nerve to say it was good to get this off her chest and that we could finally move on from this. Needless to say, the word outrage doesn't even begin to cover how we're feeling. My husband yelled at her for over half an hour before hanging up the phone. My husband and I talked to our son about it, and he said he didn't tell us anything because he didn't want us to be mad at him. We managed to reassure him he'd done nothing wrong. We promised he's a big boy and he'll never wear a diaper again. My mother-in-law called us several times over the weekend She gave us dozens of excuses ranging from, I couldn't find his underwear, I clearly remember her announcing she had it when she called me that day, to, I left my son's home alone all the time when they were younger, my husband had no idea, we lost whatever patience we had yesterday, we decided she won't be allowed near our family for the next 6 months, if she doesn't improve her behavior until then, that will become permanent, she's also uninvited from our son's 4th birthday party next month and won't be allowed to see our daughter at the hospital when she's born. I'm doing May. We sent her a text with the above before blocking her. That was all of yesterday, so we'll see how it goes from here. Even if she does change, she'll never be allowed to babysit our kids again. We have other people who can take care of them on occasion. Yes, I know it takes a village. It also takes population control. Again, thank you all. I'll let you know if anything happens. So for anybody that might still feel left out about this story, in the original post OP basically clarified how wearing diapers gives their kid rashes. So they worked hard to potty train the kid at an early age, which they're three years old. They gave their kid to mother-in-law to watch for the day who had already been going on about diapers and they kept telling her no. Only to pick up their kid, find out their kid is saying that they feel itchy and realize that they did exactly what they were told not to, they put a diaper on the kid it's just weird in general because the kid is potty trained. It almost just feels downright disgusting at that point to try to force a kid back into a diaper. Our next story is my mother lashed out on me again. I've been on PTO for work and was super excited to enjoy it. However, of course, my mother comes in. Her car broke before my break and has been in the shop. So we're sharing cars, essentially tethering me to her. I've tried to make the best of it and do some home things, but it's been irritating to have to share a car with someone who, at any moment, can treat me like trash. Well, life strikes again and she's tested positive for COVID. I keep my distance, staying in my downstairs room, and her up. However, because she's sick, I'm not expected to take care of her, cater to her. I get texts all day. Water and ice. Powerade. Food. Hungry and I have to stop what I'm doing and handle it. Risking my health to make sure she's okay while sick, all while on my PTO. I did it anyway and didn't complain because that's just the person I am and was raised to be. She's also been ordering lots of DoorDash for herself. Not asking if I'd want anything, didn't expect her to. Through all the stress, I decided to treat myself one Friday slash payday. I went and got Indian food, my mom some too, of course. I was so excited, I got a few bites but went for a jog to work out. Once I got back, it was dark outside and I decided to go to bed and eat the next day. I woke up to get some food and I noticed my food on the counter. I opened the fridge and the place my food was just last night was now filled with random food from DoorDash that she ordered, I guess, overnight. I panicked and texted asking when she took my food out. She said 12am. It was 10am. The food by now had all been spoiled i texted so i guess it was a waste because i was feeling super bummed also spend good money on this food she texts well whatever this angered me so deeply she then started sending me texts and caps lock to insinuate yelling i do not have to lie to you i didn't know that was your food i was annoyed to be talked to like this after all i'd done and after she had made the mistake of selfishly removing my food it was clearly mine to have her sit there instead of rearranging for it to fit. So I said, wasn't that serious? All I needed was a sorry or acknowledgement but don't know why I expected that. Her reply, you are so rude and disrespectful. She's called me this since I was four, yelling it in my face over the smallest things that were not rude or disrespectful. 20 years later and I refused to let it break me like she wants. I replied, no, I'm actually a very kind and respectful person. Everyone knows this about me, which is true. Her reply, stop texting. All this because she wasted my Indian food. I didn't even get the room or space to feel upset about it. She instantly went hostile. Mind you, I'd been her caretaker this entire time because of COVID and never once did she say thank you. Now she makes a mistake and instead of being accountable or empathetic, she blows it off and says whatever before yelling and calling me names, when all she had to do was say sorry or even act like she cared. Be accountable in some way. Now I'm not speaking with her, hopefully I can keep it up for a while. I absolutely hate having to give her mental energy or see her around the house. I hate how to her an apology is time passing and getting back to normal. I need tactics and ways to not speak to her. Let her know I'm still angry. I'm sick of being treated like a dog. I mean, I think the simple thing is communicating how you're feeling and why it's leading to you going less contact with her. She kind of said the recipe herself. Stop texting. Well, maybe you need to give her a little bit of what she wants and see how she likes it. Maybe she's willing to compromise a little bit. And also, don't accept any half-hearted, I'm just saying this because I know it's what you want to hear type apology. I mean, they really need to own up to what they've been doing. Our next story is everyone more important than me for my mother. I don't live with my mom, with my husband and his family. She called me home, same city, to help her sell some of my late father's camera equipment. She calls me in the evening saying she has a lot of stuff and is going the next day to sell the equipment and needs help carrying them. I tell her I can't because I have some work. We can go day after or something. She's like, no, I've already informed the shopkeeper to whom she's selling that she'll be coming tomorrow. I said, you can call and postpone. It's not like he specially keeping his shop open for us. Then she sarcastically says, just saying no if you don't want to come. What work do you even have? I got ticked and said, I'm not going to dance on your plans. You have to inform me beforehand if you want to make plans with me. I cut the call. I know people in my life that probably would do similar things to me the kind of people who have plans and they have an expectation of how things will go and if for any reason you don't want to go or you don't even try to acquiesce to them they are going to make you feel like a terrible person or at least they're going to try to our next story is my dad is charging half my paycheck and rent i'm not going to be able to move safely if he doesn't stop i'm scared and don't know what to do I love him because he's my dad but i feel like he's mostly seen me and my sister as dollar signs my brother doesn't have to pay rent he's 31 i'm 21 i'm going to start my out of college job soon and will be making a good amount and he'll be getting a full mortgage payment out of me for my paycheck he has direct access to my bank account he's also holding my savings account hostage saying if i skip out he takes it all i don't have access to my savings account at all and it has everything i've saved since i was 12. He's joked about taking what's left of my college fund I saved myself and going on an expensive vacation. I've not relied on him financially since my mother died. He's not poor, he gets paid $60 an hour and he brags about his high paychecks a lot. He doesn't have a gambling problem or any addictions he needs to pay. He just wants control over me to keep me from leaving. I'm worried if this continues, I'll never want to see him again. If you can do it quietly and quickly. I would say open a new bank account that they have no idea about and quickly transfer all of your money out of there. I would say do it today if you can and whatever threats, promises, regrets he's going to try to send your way, you deflect that, you cut them off. No longer do you need to have a person like this trying to control your life and your decisions, especially financially. Our next story is my mom thinks my money is hers. My mom has always been financially abusive, has stolen from me multiple times, and demands compensation whenever I come into a lump sum of money, i.e. my tax returns, and also demands a percentage of all of my paychecks. Over the last 4 months, I've been unable to work due to a chronic illness that has doctors scratching their heads and since i can't work i was basically forced to get food stamps especially since my mom treats me as if i'm a burden for asking for 25 dollars to buy enough food to last me a week she's made it no secret that she resents my inability to work and couldn't give a dang about what i'm going through she says things like if a man doesn't work he doesn't eat your lack of funds are not my problem what's funny is that when she's in financial holes that she put herself in she demands my help But when the roles are reversed, she acts as if I'm deliberately trying to leech off of her. The other day, she told me that she will be using my food stamps and it's only fair since I've been unable to work for the last four months. This woman never goes grocery shopping with her own money, but jumps at the opportunity to abuse my resources the second she gets a chance. What's even more freaked up is that my benefits are less than $300 per hour, so I know she'll end up burning through most of them. Honestly, I feel like she's doing this intentionally despite me for not being able to work. She has zero empathy and has no problem financially abusing her only child for personal gain. With that being said, I have to get away from this thing. The way she treats me is inhumane, yet I'm still expected to act like I have the most supporting family of all time. It's a sick game you're never supposed to win. Sadly, OP's right in that you're probably never going to win, at least in the classical way that you're going to think of wanting to win. You have to just cut them off and move on and be your own person away from that toxicity. That I think is how you truly win. Our next story is Forcing my way out of the family. Hello, so I'm 18 male here. I posted before, looking for advice if I should move out or not. Small recap. My father moved on very quickly from his 22-year-old marriage after my mom died three years ago and made up a very pretentious family where they all act like this is the perfect family. I've been living with them for a year and it's mentally exhausting. Me and the woman are not on talking terms and she goes out of the way to pass on indirect comments on me. I had planned to get a hostel on campus thinking it would be better for mental peace. I was confused because my options were either I get cut off when I move out or stay with them, probably get clinically depressed. So I had decided to talk to my dad to let things out once and for all after taking advice from y'all which was very helpful. Thank you. I had let him in my safe space, I told him I don't belong here and I need my own space and I can't deal living here anymore and for once I thought he understood me cause his replies were okay okay. But then, after a few hours, he called up a family meeting and forced me to spill my feelings, even though I told him I'm not comfortable. He went on and spilled my feelings like freaking marbles and made me seem like a villain. Now they're all against me. I feel betrayed. I'm moving out tomorrow with the help of my friends and sister and my late mom's brother. I'm pretty sure he's going to abandon me financially as well. In that case freak you dad and have a happy freaking pretentious life of your own honestly when it got to the point where they brought everybody around and tried to twist this around and make you seem like a villain that is how you know that the right thing to do was to move out and just probably distance yourselves from these people they don't really seem to be looking out for you in any real way but with that being said that's all the time we have for today now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story